You're listening to Cross Currents from KLW News. I'm Hannah Baba. And now it's time for Audiograph, the Bay Area's sonic signature. All week long, we've been playing you this sound. I wanted to show them something, like another dish uh, uh, within the Vietnamese cuisine that they might not have tried. When you migrate to a new country, everything seems strange at the beginning. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of Asian uh, food. Grilled sausage spring rolls, steaming soups, and sugarcane drinks. The Grand Century Mall Food Court in San Jose has the foods and the feeling of a home preserved in a collective memory. The mall is a cultural and commercial center for San Jose's more than 140,000 Vietnamese. Audio Academy fellow Christine Nguyen explained why people drive for hours through Bay Area traffic to eat, drink, and just hang out. I've moved 16 times, so when I settled in San Jose, I thought, finally, now I can get some real Vietnamese food. But where to go? A friend brought me to the Grand Century Mall food court in East San Jose. I'm a vegetarian lover of We caught up over Beng Sao. It had been years since I'd torn through this sizzling crepe of coconut cream and rice flour batter, shrimp, Slivers of pork, mint, and bean sprouts spilled out the lacy edges of a golden crisp semicircle. It tasted like home. When you migrate to a new country, everything seems strange at the beginning. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of Asian food or shopping mall. Emily Nguyen is eating with a friend at one of the laminate tables. She's in her 40s and came to San Jose as a teenager. That's one of the main reasons why they built this mall, so for us to continue that tradition and pass it down to our children so then the younger generation can learn about the culture. Emily easily navigates between her native and adopted cultures. But Hung just immigrated a year ago. She says eating at the Grand Century Mall makes her feel less lost. She says she's homesick. At the mall, she sees lots of other Vietnamese. They're familiar to her. And she can find dishes from her hometown here. I meet a group of well-dressed 20-somethings. Philip and his friends are visiting from New York, and their orange trays are piled with plates of fresh herbs and greens, bowls of dipping sauce, beng sao, and a bowl of beef pho. I wanted to show them something, like another dish within the Vietnamese cuisine that they might not have tried, especially in New York, it's harder to find. I can hear distinctive regional Vietnamese accents as well as other languages. I want a small one, yeah, yeah. A group of Buddhist nuns with shaved heads and brown robes check out the merchandise at a cell phone and phone accessory shop. Then, with beatific smiles, they walk across the mall's pink terrazzo tiles to order sugarcane drinks. At the end of the hall, the Eurasia Delight snack shop carries everything from Belgian cookies to beef jerky, rows of bins, dozens of different kinds. There's also dried seafood, stacks of sausages wrapped in banana leaves, and jars of candied and pickled fruits. Once you look interested, the women at the store will insist that you try a sample. Honey, why are you buying stuff again? We thought we'd pick up some uh, Vietnamese supplies uh, for my wife at the market nearby and some, some delicious pate and, uh, and stop in for a quick bite. Shoppers stop for a meal after buying some snacks. 
dragon fruit, or giant pomelos for an ancestor altar. Each restaurant is a pretty bare-bones operation with the owner on side and a few employees. Like traditional Vietnamese street food, each vendor specializes in one or a few dishes. That's how you know they'll be good at what they make. I'm going to offer all the food <laughs> because I love food. Gui is here with his wife. They're from Pittsburgh, California, and make the trip to San Jose every few weeks to get a hit of someone else's home cooking. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? I'm surprised Gui drives all the way from Pittsburgh in traffic just to do errands. So Ming Viet is like a skinny glass noodle with duck, right? Yeah. He likes that he can eat glass noodles with roast duck one day, ginger chicken the next, and if he feels like it, a bowl of porridge. He says it's convenient because after a long drive, he doesn't have to move his car again. But there's probably more to it. I think he and his wife find comfort being around familiar people, food, and sounds. No. <laughs> Yuki Din sits at another table. She's slender, glamorous, and meticulously dressed. Every part the cosmopolitan San Franciscan. She's delicately plucking at a plate of blood sausage and organ meat while blowing gently on a spoon of rice porridge. I order is called chao lòng nhò heo. This is kind of porridge and um, it's come with a something like instant intestine uh, thing and. It's a little bit strange for Western people, but for us, it's like very tasty. That's awful, like spleen, stomach, liver, and tongue. I've never tried it. I was, however, excited to find bun tang, a northern dish you don't typically find in restaurants. It's a light, delicate soup with an herbal flavor, and it's sometimes called medicine soup. I definitely feel healthier after every bowl. Here are the spicy, complicated dishes of central Vietnam. The clear flavors of the north and the sweet, savory intensity of the south comfortably rub shoulders. So, of course, like each region or even small areas of each region, they have their specialty dishes. Can you recommend one restaurant here, if you could eat it, only one, which one would you recommend? Oh, that's so tough. Uh, I grew up eating Vietnamese food, but mostly pho, and I've never experienced all of this. Um, so it's, it's an awesome experience. Now, if you're a true Vietnamese gourmand, you might not be impressed with the food here. It's a mall food court, after all. It's not as good as mom's, but seriously, how could that be possible? Is the bang bao here good? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a woman from Canada if the food was better here at the mall or back home in Vancouver. Vancouver now. I think he is better. You know, it's not just locals that come to the food court. People from all over the Bay Area and beyond go out of their way to come here. Even Vietnamese who spent most of their lives in the U.S. want to be part of a community. A community bonded by a love of food and communal eating. Philip says the Grand Century Mall reminds him of childhood memories and trips to Vietnam. I mean, I remember when they broke ground and it was such a fun place to be. I love sugarcane drinks and this spot here is really good. I remember visiting Vietnam and you could get um, sugarcane drinks like on the side of the streets and they would just give it to you in like a Ziploc bag with a straw. 
and then they put a little kumquat in it. So it makes me think of that. Outside the food court, beside a fountain and the mall's peach-colored McMansion-esque entry, groups of men cluster around cafe tables with the odd glass of beer and packs of cigarettes. This table, all of them are, are my friends. Uh, that's why I take the seat right here to talk. Maybe, uh, maybe from maybe 10 until 2 p.m. until 3 p.m. You know why? Because all the birds are all every time now. We have nothing to do. It's a lot of fun to come here. Every day, Mr. Nyakjan sits here in the shadow of a statue of Jen Hung Dao, a 13th century military hero who defended Vietnam from three Mongol invasions. I have been here on more 25 years. Was it very exciting when they opened this mall? You look outside, a lot of people come here to enjoy, to kill time, and meet the people to talk. One man wears a maroon army ranger beret, another an FBI hat. Another man is younger, maybe in his 50s. He's muscular and in fatigues, and they all look like regulars. But no one wanted to talk to me except for Mr. Jen. Take tea, take the coffee, they sit and talk together. I ask him if he's here to play cards with friends. No games, he insists. They just sit and talk. There's a lot to discuss. We have a lot of things to talk about the past, about the future of the children, a lot of things. For Mr. Chen and his fellow veterans, the Grand Century Mall is not about the food. For them, the mall means that the Vietnamese people are here to stay. That even if they lost the war, they positively shaped the nation, even an expatriate nation. Mr. Chen told me all about the first Vietnamese general in the U.S. Army, bragging like the man was his relative. For him, every Vietnamese who succeeds in American business, education, law, or medicine is an example of how our people have persisted. Like most expats, these men remember the fall of Saigon as the day we lost our homeland. For a long time, they dreamed of taking it back. And over the years, those dreams have changed from taking Vietnam back to going back one last time. But for now, they sit here at the Grand Century Mall, nursing a drink or a snack and soaking up a little bit of home. For Cross Currents, I'm Christine Nguyen in San Jose.